Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. Today is Wednesday, June 30th, 2021. On this day in 1971, the Supreme Court ruled that classified documents on the Vietnam War, commonly known as the Pentagon Papers, were legal to distribute to the public. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm Vanessa Richardson, and today I'm joined by our guest host, Wendy McKenzie, from Unsolved Murders. Her show delves into mysteries of true cold cases with the help of an ensemble cast. She's here to discuss some of the historical aspects of today's story while I'll cover the narrative. Hello, everyone. I'm thrilled to dive into the incredible impact of the Pentagon Papers. Absolutely. Now let's go back to the Supreme Court building in Washington, D.C. on the morning of June 30th, 1971. The nine Supreme Court justices faced down the legal teams of two major American newspapers, the New York Times and the Washington Post. Both had published the nation's darkest secrets, and if acquitted, they wanted to print more. The White House's lawyers claimed that revealing this information to the public damaged ongoing peace talks. But while the press may have been leaking stolen secrets, the government was actively covering up a catastrophic bloodbath overseas. The case began in 1967 with 36-year-old ex-Marine Corps officer Daniel Ellsberg. Like many citizens, he hoped the Vietnam War would end soon. When Secretary of Defense Robert McNamara asked him to compile a top-secret report on America's involvement in the region, he jumped at the chance. Daniel was granted access to classified documents from the State Department, the Department of Defense, and the CIA. Once he started reading, the world as he knew it got a whole lot darker. The official story was that the Vietnam conflict began in August 1964 when North Vietnamese forces sank a U.S. destroyer. President Lyndon B. Johnson ordered U.S. troops to protect South Vietnam from the Communist North. But according to the documents Daniel uncovered, the Vietnam War didn't actually begin in 1964. The conflict had been going on for decades, with America repeatedly acting as the aggressor. In the 1950s, for example, President Harry Truman sent military aid to Vietnam to help out French colonists. France had ruled over the country for over 60 years, but struggled to suppress a growing communist revolution. A new leader, Ho Chi Minh, empowered his people to cast off foreign rule. In 1961, President John F. Kennedy secretly planned for a major military campaign in Vietnam, while promising the public a limited engagement. 
CIA documents also proved the Kennedy administration contributed to the assassination of No Dinh Diem, the president of South Vietnam. Daniel had expected things to get dirty. He was digging up the past, after all. But what really shocked him were the campaigns going on in the present. The bombing raids of the late 60s weren't breaking the spirits of the North Vietnamese. In fact, they were more determined to fight than ever, and U.S. leaders had no idea how to pull out of the conflict. In 1969, after two years of research, Daniel realized he was one of only a handful of Americans who knew the truth about the Vietnam War. To do the right thing, he needed to become an outlaw. By October 1969, Daniel had photocopied entire volumes from the 7,000-page compendium. The official name of it was Report of the Office of the Secretary of Defense Vietnam Task Force. It would get a much catchier name soon, the Pentagon Papers. After trying and failing to pass the information to members of the U.S. Congress, Daniel reached out to Neil Sheehan at the New York Times in February 1971. Sheehan consulted with the Times lawyers, who warned that printing classified documents violated the Espionage Act. But after much soul-searching, the Times agreed to publish the report anyway. The June 13th edition of the 1971 Times carried the headline, Vietnam Archive, Pentagon Study Traces Three Decades of Growing U.S. Involvement. The public's response was mild at first, but on June 14th, President Richard Nixon ordered the paper to stop publishing the classified documents and return the originals to the Department of Justice. The Times ignored the demand and published a third installment of the papers on June 15th. That same day, they received a court injunction demanding they halt the story immediately. The White House would see the Times in court. Up next, Daniel Ellsberg fights for freedom. Every so often, something so impactful happens, it has the power to capture the attention of a whole country. An event so deadly or dumbfounding, it has no choice but to live on in infamy. Hi, Parcasters, it's Ashley Flowers, and I'm exposing the most sinister cases from the darkest corners of the globe in my new true crime limited series, International Infamy. Every Tuesday, come along as I guide you on a wicked world tour. 15 different countries, 15 infamous crimes. Take a trip to Iceland where six people confessed to a murder that never actually happened. Journey to Mexico where a Lucha Libre wrestler moonlights as a serial killer. And travel to New Zealand where two friends hatch a deadly plan to become famous. Each episode of International Infamy explores the twists and turns of a notoriously high-profile case, zeroing in on the cultural details which make the crime unique to its location, and explaining why it couldn't have happened anywhere else. Follow my new Spotify original from ParCast, International Infamy with Ashley Flowers, and catch a new episode every week. Listen free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This Father's Day, give dad the gift that guarantees him a great morning every day. 
That's Tommy John's Second Skin Underwear. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, guys love Tommy John. Plus, your most valuable assets are covered with Tommy John's Best Pair You'll Ever Wear or its free guarantee. Get 30% off gifts for dad on select Father's Day styles at TommyJohn.com. Save 30% at TommyJohn.com. See site for details. Now back to the story. On June 30th, 1971, the Supreme Court voted to allow the New York Times to continue publishing reports on the Pentagon Papers. The documents were stolen, top-secret intelligence that revealed the truth behind America's war with Vietnam. My guest host Wendy will cover the court case, as well as the fate of whistleblower Daniel Ellsberg. Thanks, Vanessa. The injunction filed by the U.S. government on June 15, 1971, was only a temporary block on reporting the story. But the Times soon found itself allied with a rival, brought together by their old friend. Daniel Ellsberg, who had leaked the papers to the media, had been on the move since the first story appeared on June 13th. He managed to stay one step ahead of the FBI for over two weeks, distributing copies of the Pentagon Papers to anyone brave enough to print it. One of those copies landed on a Washington Post desk, which had recently been inherited by businesswoman Catherine Graham. They published their first Pentagon Papers story on June 18th, five days after the New York Times. When the Attorney General filed a restraining order to stop the Post from reporting the story, a D.C. court refused to honor the injunction. Catherine Graham sent her legal team to D.C. to work with the Times, setting the stage for a showdown at the Supreme Court. Compared to most Supreme Court cases, New York Times Company v. United States moved at the speed of a Formula One race car. Just a little over two weeks after the first injunction, the justices reached their decision. Their conclusions were drawn up so hastily that they came off as a brief, lacking a singular voice. The judges voted 6-3 to in favor of the Times and the Washington Post. With Nixon's restraining order lifted, both papers immediately started publishing more details and reviews of the Pentagon Papers. When the Supreme Court okayed the release of the documents to the public, Daniel Ellsberg's job was done. He turned himself in shortly after the verdict. He was charged with violating the Espionage Act of 1917 and theft of government property, with more charges coming down the line. Counted together, his projected prison time ballooned to around 115 years. If he didn't play his cards right, he would never see the outside of a cell for the rest of his life. While Daniel awaited trial, President Nixon ordered Howard Hunt and G. Gordon Liddy to find some leverage against him. They busted into Daniel's psychiatrist's office looking for dirt. The same men were arrested in June 1972 for breaking into the DNC headquarters at the Watergate Hotel. The break-in at the psychiatrist's office came out during the trial, shocking Daniel and his lawyers. But by then, Nixon's habit of ordering petty crimes and illegal wiretaps was a national conversation. Nixon even bugged Daniel's phone. On May 11, 1972, due to the White House's criminal actions, the judge dismissed the case against Daniel Ellsberg. 
Meanwhile, the scandal surrounding Watergate tanked Nixon's career. The Washington Post extensively covered and contributed to the former president's downfall until his resignation in 1974. The following year, Gerald Ford ordered a messy withdrawal from Vietnam, ending a disastrous conflict decades in the making. To this day, Americans and Vietnamese are still working to recover from wartime traumas. Fifty years after leaking the Pentagon Papers to the press, Daniel Ellsberg continues to champion anti-war causes, fighting the good fight as a soldier of peace. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Thanks again, Wendy, for joining me today. Thanks for having me. You can find my podcast, Unsolved Murders, on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Daniel William Gonzalez, with writing assistance by Terrell Wells, and fact-checking by Cheyenne Lopez. Today in True Crime stars Wendy McKenzie and Vanessa Richardson. Hi, listeners, it's Ashley Flowers, and here's a quick reminder to check out my new true crime limited series, International Infamy. Every Tuesday, I'm taking you across the globe to look at 15 of the most notorious crimes from 15 different countries. Some stories are sure to shock, some may leave you stumped, but all are quite the trip. Follow my new series, International Infamy with Ashley Flowers. Listen for free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.